Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah. Let me show you how we kicking it. Lacing up my cleats to chase a goal. Being like Beckham, but we never fold. Let me show you how we kicking it. Baby, you ain't working how we working. Scoring like a 10 up on my jersey. Let me show you how we kicking it. Stay up in the field, we going hard. Pray we never see a yellow card. Let me show you how we kicking it. So if your feet can plant it to the ground, we'll go ahead and put your hands down. Let me show you how we kicking it. What is up, you guys? My name is Jess Lazo, and you are kicking it with me on the Women's College Soccer Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome to episode 15 of the podcast. I did something a little different this week and did a collaborative podcast with the Believe and Rutgers hosts, Alex and Ryan, where we kind of talked about the inside scoop of what's going on with women's college soccer as we head into our season and how we are dealing with the different COVID protocols that are set into place. So with that being said, I wanted to share the audio of my interview with Alex and Ryan so you guys can kind of get an idea of what the current status is of women's college soccer. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Believe in Rutgers Super Soccer Special. Um, this is a Rutgers-centric Big Ten show, but with the state of COVID-19 throughout the country affecting basically every sport, especially outside of football and basketball, uh, we had to bring in the experts. She's the go-to source for all things soccer. She's the host of the Believe in Women's College Soccer podcast from the great state of California and DePaul University. Ladies and gentlemen, Jess Lazo. Jess, how you doing? Good. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited. So uh, you just got off of class. How, what's your major? Um, I'm a sports con major. Oh, okay. That's awesome. So I, awesome. I take it that you want to be doing um, sports. I take it that you want to be doing like sports talk stuff and hence the uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, recently kind of discovered my passion for sports journalism like a couple years back. So I really want to get into that and like you said, I've been doing my podcast to kind of get a feel for what it's like and hopefully be able to do that for my career. That was kind of the inspiration for us too with the podcast to kind of just get our foot in the door and just kind of see if we liked it too. So it's glad I'm glad to see that you're doing that as well and kind of seeing what you like. Um, but let's get to um, let's get to the state of NCAA soccer. Um, so Ryan and I have debated a million times on the show leading up to the fall. Uh, should sports be played? Should they not be played? And kind of after all the discussions and the postponements of fall sports that have taken place nationally, how excited is it? To, how exciting is it to just finally get back on the field? God, it's it's really exciting. Um, so, I mean, as you know, our season got canceled in the fall, which was really unfortunate. Um, luckily, we we were able to practice in the fall. So the silver lining of that was kind of to get to know the freshmen a little more and kind of build the chemistry within our team. So that was nice. Um, but it was also kind of disheartening to see conferences like the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12 still being able to compete while conferences like the Big East that I'm in weren't able to do that. But I'm really happy that we actually have an opportunity to play this season in the spring. So that's really exciting. We're actually going to be playing our first exhibition game next week. So that'll be interesting and fun. 
Oh, wow. I mean, listen, Big East is awesome. I mean, we're Rutgers people. We grew up as Rutgers people. Rutgers formerly of the Big East Conference. If you look at the old Big East, it basically was the ACC, the Big 12, all that stuff. And it's still an amazing conference today. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I remember, uh, I'm pretty sure like Notre Dame used to be in the conference. Uh, who else? I can't even think of it on the top of my head, but definitely um, a lot of power five schools used to be in the conference. And it's still, like you said, a very competitive conference. We have Georgetown who literally made the final four a couple years back. So it's always fun to compete against them. Um, Xavier's always really good and Villanova. So those are always top teams that are fun to play against. Right. And when it comes to sports um, outside of football and basketball, I, I think the power five and things like that, it's cool, but it's kind of not as important because when you have football, for example, one A, one double A, the playoffs are separate. You know, the hype is a little different, but in every other sport, basically, except those two and and basketball is even different than football, whereas D1 is D1 and you can still like make a run at the championship. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's super competitive. Um, and it's great too, because during non-conference, we were able to play like power five teams where we can kind of showcase our skills and be like, okay, we can compete with these top teams. Like we're playing um, Vanderbilt this year and they actually just recently won the SEC tournament um, this past fall when they were able to compete. And then like last year we beat Kansas 1-0. So that was a huge deal as well. So it's fun to like compete against those teams because I feel like we're always a little bit of the underdogs in their eyes. And then once we come out, they're like, oh shit, like these, like this team is actually really good. 100%. So I know that you mentioned that you guys are playing in the spring, you know, being lacrosse players, you know, we would have fall practice then play in the spring. So COVID hasn't really changed uh, the lacrosse players perspectives, right? So we've talked to people on the Rutgers lacrosse team. So they've basically, it's just been a little bit different because of COVID, but it's basically the same schedule. Mm-hmm. Is it weird to be playing in the spring where you're practicing in the fall and then you just all of a sudden go to season in the spring and then, you know, you graduate and then you're done. Is that weird to, you know, be, be playing in the spring as opposed to the fall? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm also a senior, so it's very interesting because technically I'm supposed to be done now. Um, So that's one factor that's very strange um, for this year. And also like back in the fall, obviously we're doing up to 20 hours a week for practice because that's what we were supposed to do during season. And then once we hit the winter, we usually kind of go down on hours until spring comes around. Mm-hmm. So like the first couple months, like January, February, uh, middle of March, we'll be doing like, I don't know. I think the NCAA rules is like eight hours a week. I but, think it's something, um, it's, it's probably something like that. Cause then when we were in school, you know, there was a shift where it was 20 hours, then it was eight hours, then back it's to eight 20 tw- again. It's eight and 20. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then like in the spring, it would go back up to 20, but now that we're progressing into season so quickly, um, it's immediately 20 right away. So it's just like this whole year has been very like amped up and like, go, go, go. No, that's really interesting that you say that. It's basically you're doing 20 hours every week. I mean, it's draining that you say that because, you know, during a regular season, which you know, is that, you know, you do have that downtime as opposed to just going, going full out for 20 hours. Has it been like exhaust more exhausting than other seasons because with all the protocols and everything? Yeah. I mean, definitely it's, um, God, how do I even put this? I mean, First and foremost, it's a little exhausting, just kind of a shock to your system when you first get back. You're like, okay, I'm not doing um, 
like the little practices that I would be doing in the winter, like I said, and we're doing more, but um, I mean, I've, I'm only two weeks in, so I have, um, I haven't really hit my breaking point yet, or I haven't like gotten burnt out. Um, but I think knowing that we're all kind of in this together, it's like, okay, like it's not that bad. And I don't know, I feel like for some reason this year seems like I have this more positive mindset than other years. I don't know how to describe it, but I feel a lot more uplifted during the winter. I don't know. It's weird. Like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, I don't know if you, I, I listen to Aaron Rodgers like every Tuesday. He, he's he had the same thing. So are we going to expect a Jess Lazo type MVP Aaron Rodgers type season? Oh, for sure. Watch out. I am coming. It's my senior year. I got to make the most of it, you know? Absolutely. Um, well, oh, sorry. I got right. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, well, just thinking about it last spring, you were even wor worrisome if you were even going to have a season. So even though that it's been a little bit more hyped up, I'm sure that you guys are relieved that you're actually able to play the sport that you love, even if it's a little bit different and a little bit more weird, just having that sense that a season is there and that there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel is definitely probably a good feeling for you guys. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Um, I mean, there's still, I still get a little worried in the back of my head because I mean, I noticed that like DePaul men's basketball has barely played any games right recently because of all these COVID cancellations, but I'm trying to stay optimistic. Um, also the fact that we actually have a schedule now makes me a lot more like hopeful that the season will happen because um, I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but like the big West um, women's soccer and like the fall sports canceled everything. I saw that, that. I was listening spring. So the big West conference, yeah, so they um, they have like canceled season and I have some teammates who were in that conference. So it was like hard to hear that and kind of scared me a little bit as well. Yeah, and it's, it's so interesting that the NCAA kind of just let the conferences decide on their own. Like you mentioned, the ACC, the SEC, the Big 12, they all played. Um, I actually kind of assumed being that, uh, seeing that the NCAA tournament was in May for men's and women's that maybe they wouldn't compete because of that. But then I saw Vanderbilt, like you talked about on your schedule, and I did some more digging and kind of saw that they played their conference season that fall, but they will play their non-conference season this spring, similar to what your traditional spring season would be like, right? Where you'd have a couple games. Yeah, I okay, so I also like was just curious and looked up their schedule too. And then I'm also like I'm a transfer from Kentucky, so I asked my friend who still plays there, like, oh, what's your schedule? Like I'm so curious because you guys played so many games in the fall. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because I originally thought like, oh, do they have to redo their whole season? Um I don't know. I, I thought that was really interesting. I'm like, okay, so you guys, like, basically they have a double season and they like separated everything. Whereas I feel like originally, like if COVID never happened, um, games would be like Thursday, Sunday. I mean, that's going to be for us. Our like season is very condensed and it's like all within a month, but like for the SEC and other teams that got to play in the fall, like, I feel like they only played like one game a week. So they had a lot of rest time. And I assume that that's what they're probably going to do for this fall as well, or this spring as well. So I don't, I don't know how their schedule is going to work, but it's interesting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I originally thought looking at that, the, the field is condensed, right? It's less teams. 
And I thought, oh, maybe that's why. But I guess it I have now I don't know. I haven't seen anything, but I guess it's going to be for conferences like um, the one you mentioned. What was it called again? The uh, the Big West. Oh, the Big West. Yeah. Yeah. The Big West. And then I guess from what I'm hearing um, out of the Ivy League, it looks like they're not going to have a season. So maybe it's for for leagues that aren't going to actually play Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, But going to the protocol specifically, um, me being a coach myself at the division one level, um, I do know that teams are playing teams with similar protocols. Mm -hmm. Um, So what is the protocols uh, looking like uh, for you guys at uh, DePaul? Yeah. So um, we're getting tested like once a week. Um, If someone is showing like any symptoms, um, they can't practice, obviously they can't play. And then if they are rooming with um like their roommates can't go to practice either just um for close contact reasons um so that's one factor um we have to wear masks during practice i'm hoping that we don't have to wear masks during games because that would be brutal but um we're obviously training in masks so nothing really surprises me on that part um our weight room situation we used to all lift as a team but now we are kind of separated into smaller groups to kind of limit the numbers in the room and then we also have to like schedule our train like when we can go in the training room so we limit the number of people in the training room as well so everything is kind of organized so we don't um have so many people in one space and if we do it's kind of with masks and as safe as possible. Yeah. That doesn't seem like it would be too much. That doesn't seem like it would be too much of a hurdle considering in a typical season, it would be like, Hey, I'm going to go to the training room or lift around X, Y, Z schedule practice and uh, class. I don't know how you guys do it um, at either DePaul or Kentucky when you were there, but that's kind of how me and Ryan's experience was during the season. It would be like, okay, we have a lift at XYZ time, get it in uh, around class or after practice, we would have a team lift. So it was kind of, I don't want to say like separated depending on your schedule, but it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our, I mean, we schedule our classes. So we, I like, I don't know, like our lift schedules are based off like what our classes are scheduled at, if that makes sense. So like the group that's like with me is like has similar class times. Yeah. That's how it usually is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So do you guys have potential to like, if, you know, too many players on the team, obviously get COVID if there, is there like a certain number of players you need to have on the roster to play games or will you just shut down for two weeks? Because, you know, there's different, because like in the NBA right now, you need to have eight people in order to play a game, but you know, in the NFL, even if, there was a bunch of positive COVID tests. They still were able to play the game. So how is that going to work? Or would you guys just like shut down for two weeks? Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. Honestly, we haven't gotten that far yet. Luckily, um, we've only had one positive test um, throughout the whole time I've been here, um, which has been very nice. Um, but I don't I don't know. I, I feel like, I mean, I hope that not everyone gets a bunch of tests on my team. Um, but like I said, if you are in like close contact, like rooming wise, they typically do it that way. 
Mm -hmm. No, I was just thinking about that. It's just something that you got to keep in the back of your mind that, you know, at some point it could happen. I think everybody's just got to be ready for it. And I hope that doesn't happen for you guys. But yeah, um, for sure. I, I was, I mean, I think as long as we have like 11 players on the field, I think we will probably play. Yeah. No, That's I, what we I told our guys. That's what we told our guys. We're like, listen, we're going to, we're going to play with whoever we got. We don't care if we have, 10 players, 15 players, 20 players, we're going to play. Yeah, exactly. So um, before we let you go, um, I guess I'm going to kind of uh, finish you with this last uh, soccer question, and then we'll ask you some uh, follow-up questions that we ask a lot of our guests in terms of uh, just off-topic questions. Um, do you think it's kind of unfortunate that, you know, D1 soccer kind of didn't stick together in this and the conferences kind of went on their own? But yeah, I guess what are your thoughts on um, just the conferences kind of going on their own? Yeah, I, I think um, there's some good and bad in it. Um, it was kind of hard to see other teams play um, in the fall where we had like our whole season canceled. But I also think it probably helped in the long run for us to have a season in the spring kind of looking at the teams in the falls, like seeing them be able to accomplish playing all these games in a season, like, okay, like we can actually do this because I think initially a lot of people thought like, okay, like COVID, like we can't do this. It's too, um, it's too risky. But when you see like all these conference, like the three conferences I mentioned, big 12, SEC, ACC playing in the fall, it's like, okay, we can set certain protocols so we can prevent any positive tests from happening and be able to do a season. That's a really good point, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. um, because college football was a success. And to my understanding, college soccer, men's and women's was a success. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we're just going to uh, we're going to ask you some off topic. Well, I, questions. I, I, got, oh. I got one more. I got yep. I got yep. one more. Yep. No worries. No so worries. Um, no, we're good. Uh, so. Just, you know, just thinking about, you know, soccer obviously being a fall sport, you know, you play in the spring and with the NWSL draft just happening, um, I saw that Dennis Rodman, Rodman, Rodman's daughter, I can't remember her name, she opted out because she was drafted two overall. Did anybody, um, you know, opt out from your team because they were getting drafted by the NWSL or playing in other leagues or has everybody just kind of stayed together at this point? Yeah, um, nobody opted out for the NWSL. NWSL um, a couple people opted out for personal reasons but mm -hmm. um, yeah I know that um, people did opt out for the NWSL so yeah you know I was just I was just thinking because you know with you know maybe some of the top players even though that the big conferences still played in the fall some of the other top players that might have you know had pro prospects would have maybe opted out because they were going pro in the spring but as long as you know some of this top players and women's soccer and men's soccer still stay there i think that it could be successful in the fall in the spring so now it's just yeah. an interesting point for sure and also um a lot of players um so this year technically doesn't count so people have the opportunity to take a fifth year so oh, wow. I think, yeah. So I think that a lot of people are taking that into consideration too. Um, and are, I, I'm sure some people are holding off on getting, like trying to go to the draft the NWSL to kind of have that extra season on their backs. Mm -hmm. are, are you, have you even made decisions about that yet? Or like, you know, cause potentially you could get another year too, or is that just still up in the air? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm still kind of trying to figure it out. I'm very, um, 
out in the open, you know, we'll see what happens. Gotcha. All right. Well, Jess, listen, we'll, uh, we're going to finish up with, uh, a couple questions um, outside of uh, outside of the sports realm. Um, here's the first one: um, Does deep dish pizza in Chicago live up to the hype? I think it's really good. Um, I think it's fantastic. I, I personally like thin pizza better, but um, I don't know. There's so many good layers within a. Um, deep dish pizza it's like a pie it's perfect but i feel like a lot of people don't i mean some people don't really like it which kind of surprises me some people I, say it's like a casserole or like loaf of bread listen I've, I've had it like one time i thought it was great um but i didn't have it from like an authentic place i had it from like a chain spot so i, I want to know like what's the, the good stuff it's good yeah definitely if you're in chicago go to like giordano's um I think it's called Luminati's. Luminati's? Luminati's, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been there, but I heard it's really good. Oh, and you're from the West Coast. So West Coast or I guess you've never been in the East Coast. We always ask East Coast. So West Coast or Midwest? Um, That's a good question. I think that after I graduate, I'd like to stay in the Midwest. Um, for a little longer. I love Chicago, but I definitely want to go back to the West Coast, especially like the weather there is just unmatched. I I, I struggle with the winters here sometimes. Absolutely. I'm sure my uh, my older brother lives lives in uh, Southern California now, and you know the best thing about it's the weather. So it's just kind of it's kind of crazy just how much different it is out there, just weather wise. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, Jess, we can't thank you enough. Uh, Best of luck this season and uh, stay healthy, stay safe. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. For any listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to tune in next week, the podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Music, and of course, Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And don't forget to check out the Believe and Rutgers podcast as well. Thanks for kicking it with me on the Women's College Soccer Podcast. See you next week. Yeah, let me show you how we kicking it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.